Hey, it's Jonathan and Wendy, and we're back for our second episode of Noah's Window, where we're talking about friendship, the importance of having the right kind of friends, and our promise to you is that we would talk about the five characteristics of an indispensable friend, the kind of person that you're looking for to be a friend to you, but also the kind of friend that you need to be to others. As you pointed out yesterday, it's so important that this is a, this is only going to work if it's a two-way street. Uh, so this is only going to be a productive thing if I can be the same kind of friend. So this is a great self-examination tool, but also a great selection tool to let me know who should make the cut uh, for a close friend in my life. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's go ahead and talk about the second characteristic of an indispensable friend, and that is somebody that is going to be honest with you, right? They're going to, they're even if, if they need to take a firm stand with you, they'll even be willing to do that, you know, for the sake of honesty. And this is almost like the second half of, of yesterday's, because yesterday we said they will stand up for you. Uh, this week we're saying they'll take a stand against you if they if they need to, not in a not in a uh, a, a mean, abrasive, aggressive way but in a healthy, honest, direct way, right? So one of the things about loyalty is, and I, we've seen this in our counseling ministries, is that sometimes people get really worked up because they feel like somebody's not loyal to them because somebody's not supporting them and doing the wrong thing. Uh, that's not loyalty, right? Because a true friend is going to recognize that they cannot support you in doing something that's not healthy or that's not right. Yeah, it's against um, the Bible, yeah, or God's word. Against yeah. God's word, absolutely. So when we're thinking about where in the Bible do uh, does this really come from? Um, there's a great example of this with the Apostle Paul, who um, in the early church, we have every reason to believe that he had a, a good working relationship with the Apostle Peter. We don't have a lot of information about that, but it's enough that when Paul is writing about this in Galatians, he talks about Peter as we would talk about a friend. If I were to say, you know, I had to say something to Thomas, or I had to say something to Bob because of this, Paul says it the same way. I had to say something to Peter. So you get the you get the sense that there was this connection. They knew each yeah. other, and he did. The scripture tells us that there was a there was a moment where Paul had to say, "Hey, man, this isn't cool," um, and that's in, in Galatians chapter two. Yeah. So let's listen to that real quick. Um, in chapter two, verses eleven, verse eleven through twelve, it says, "But when Peter came to Antioch." I had to oppose him to his face. So he didn't go behind his back. <laughs> That's not the mark of a true friend. Um, for what he did was very wrong. When he first arrived, he ate with the Gentile believers who were not circumcised. But afterward, when some friends of James came, Peter wouldn't eat with the Gentiles anymore. He was afraid of criticism from these people who insisted on the necessity of circumcision. Yeah, and what's happened here is they've wandered into this huge argument in the early church. And you have people on both sides of this argument. And Peter um, was Peter was quietly on one side of the argument, but didn't want to bug, di didn't, didn't want to get himself sideways with people who were on the other side of that argument. Mm -hmm. And so Peter was kind of playing the crowd based off of who happened to be there. And Paul said, that's not what we as leaders of the church have been called to do. Mm -hmm. And so Paul really did call him out on it. As a matter of fact, Paul called him out publicly on it. I'm not sure whether that is always necessary, uh, but the truth is Paul was not afraid um, to tell Peter the truth. And that was actually a, a good opportunity for the church to see uh, the importance of, of, of consistent character on this important issue that was that was really ripping the church apart at the time. Yeah, well, and I think if you just think about it and just like our everyday lives, I mean, ladies, I know, you know, obviously we have our, typically ladies have um, friend groups and, and things like that, maybe maybe a little more so than guys, but it's, it's still the same um, principle for guys. Um, you know, a, a true friend is going to be able to 
confront you about something if it's not right and they're going to be able to be honest with you and that really will help you grow as a person you'll know that you know maybe maybe it'll cause some hurt feelings to start with um but hopefully your spirit will receive that with with the love and care that was intended and and it'll cause you to grow as a person um we can do this for our spouses too i mean i definitely know there were times especially um early on in our marriage well maybe more like middle towards the our marriage where you know jonathan would say something to me that he had observed in my life and um you know it probably wasn't the easiest thing to listen to it probably wasn't the easiest thing to hear about myself but um once I was able to finally process through that, I could see some value to that, knowing that that was truth and hey, I might need to change in that area. And so I really think it's important not only to be willing to receive that kind of honesty from a, a true friend, but um, give that same type of honesty in love. Like you said, maybe not in front of everybody like right. you all did. <laughs> well, and I think too, and so what your point about receiving it is so important because a fr- if you have an honest friend that's honest in this healthy way, they won't continue to be your friend long if you're unable to receive feedback from them. They'll move on to somebody who is. And uh, one of the things I was just teaching today uh, on a group on how to receive um, constructive feedback, and we give people three steps. One is to take the hit, and we mean metaphorically there, take the hit. Obviously, don't let someone hit <laughs> don't you. Don't take the hit. <laughs> <laughs> but take that hit of, okay, this is something that someone is saying that I'm I'm potentially doing wrong. And so instead of having that gut level reaction that just rises up in you and, and pushes back against it, I'm able to absorb that. And then number two is take some time. So before I'm gonna respond, I'm gonna actually give it some time to think about it, right? And then number three is take the opportunity to make it better or take the opportunity to turn it around. So I'm gonna actually take this chance to learn something. Maybe, maybe I'm not completely on board with everything that person said, but I can always learn something from what they said. Um, and so being able to receive that, well, that probably makes you the kind of person that will draw that kind of friend. Mm-hmm. You'll draw an honest friend if you're open to receiving that honesty. Yeah, it's true. Yep. So, hey, let's say a word of prayer um, and ask the Lord uh, to help you as you can, as you think about uh, how you're going to be developing these friendships. And uh, honestly, just like what we talked about, how you're going to be able to give and receive honesty in a healthy way. When do you want to pray for us? Yeah. Dear God, I just thank you so much for today. And I thank you for each person who is watching and who is concerned about um, living for you and following you, Father. I pray that you bless them today as they go about their daily life. God, I pray that they would um, be the kind of friend that they would like to to have in their life. And I pray that you'd help them to focus, especially today and this week, on being an honest, an honest person who can be humble enough to receive the truth when spoken in love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.